Welcome to the broadcast of the Bible Way Church of Atlas Road, where Daryl Jackson is our pastor. We are located at 2440 Atlas Road in Columbia, South Carolina, and we're so glad you've tuned in. We pray that today's message is truly a blessing to you. If you desire prayer, our ministers are available to pray with you. Give us a call at 803-776-1238 or call us toll free at 1-888-776-1238. Today, Pastor Daryl Jackson continues the 60th year Diamond Jubilee series with the message titled, Faithful Builders. God's word once again, congratulations to Deacon Lord Lumpkin, recipient of the A.C. Jackson Award. Nehemiah chapter 4 and verse 6 is where the text is found. The book of Nehemiah chapter 4 and verse 6, the New King James Version. This is another message in what we are calling the Diamond Jubilee series. It is unusual because usually we have different series throughout the year. Starting the first Sunday in March after our consecration, God told me to preach one series for the rest of the year, Diamond Jubilee. And he said, save all of these messages, pass them on. From generation to generation and one day 50 years 60 years from now my prayer is someone when they have forgotten the name of the pastor in 2023 they will remember the words of the pastor and the words that God sent forth that day Nehemiah chapter 4 verse 6 and it reads one verse and it reads so we built the wall and the entire wall was joined together up to half its height for the people had a mind to work first clause of that verse says so we built the wall last clause for the people had a mind to work. For the next few moments in this Diamond Jubilee series, I want to speak to you from the subject, Faithful Builders. Look at someone and say, Faithful Builders. Clap your hand as you take your seat. On this past Mother's Day, Mother's Day of 2023, I said to you then that this Mother Day, Mother's Day message would be one of two messages that should go together. And if you remember, I said to you, I need you to stay tuned for Father's Day. Mother's Day's message was the first message. And in that message on Mother's Day, we talked about a strong foundation. We said to you in that message that many of us are where we are today 
because of the strong foundations of some amazing spirit-filled godly women. Any witnesses? We are where we are because some anointed Holy Ghost filled demon rebuking women <laughs> rebuke the adversary out of our lives. A strong foundation is necessary for the success of any structure. Any successful structure begins with a strong foundation. However, it is not the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal of any builder is not just to build a foundation and walk away and say, what a great foundation. You don't pass by foundations 20 years later and say, what a beautiful foundation. The ultimate goal of a foundation, a strong foundation, is to build something on it. <laughs> Preach, Pastor Jackson. <laughs> I'm going somewhere. If you have been given a strong foundation, it is because something has to be built on it. Unfortunately, there are some people who have stopped with the foundation and not proceeded to allow God to build something on it. The goal of any strong foundation is to build something of quality, something that will last for a while. Now, one of the keys to building something on a strong foundation, something of quality that will last for a while is to have a good and faithful builder. Amen? In order to build something good, you need a good builder. A bad builder can ruin a good foundation. <laughs> Amen. And it can drive you crazy. Amen. Now, one of the attributes, Deacon Abbott Simmons, of a good builder is reliability. Deacon Lumpkin, you know that. You work with Bishop Jackson on every structure on this campus almost. One of the attributes of a good builder is not a good resume, not a fancy truck, not pretty business cards, not fast talking but reliability. In other words, they do what they say they're going to do when they said they would do it. I don't know if any of you have ever had to build anything, a house, a shed, a doghouse, whatever you ever had to build. You know that there's nothing worse, put up a fence, nothing worse than having somebody <laughs> Say, oh yeah, I, I can do it in two months. And two months becomes two years. And every excuse in the world. And they've got your money starting somebody else's job. <laughs> because good builders matters. Good builders do what they say 
when they said. I, I, I've had the experience of dealing with the, good, the best builders won't just tell you what you want to hear. Because see, any little uh, hustle contractor, any little shade tree contractor from the hood can tell you, oh yeah, I do that, man. I, I do. When, when do you want it done? I really wish I can get it done in two months. Man, I get it done in a month and a half. <laughs> Lying. <laughs> no, they can't do it. Take your money and leave you hanging. But a good builder would say, listen, I know what you want, but here's what I can do. And if you want someone to do it faster, you may want to look for somebody else. That's the kind of person you can trust. Amen. Just tell me the truth and do what you said you were going to do. This is true as it relates to building physical structures as well as building good habits and good character in others. We're not just talking about faithful builders who build buildings. We're talking about faithful builders who builds character and builds reputations uh, in other people. Character and habits that lasts and leads to doing great things that are pleasing to God. Listen, my brothers and sisters, particularly those of us that are here at Bible Way, I contend that many of our personal as well as our ministry achievements as we celebrate in 2023 today can be attributed not only to the strong foundation of godly women like Mother Elizabeth Simmons and others, but also to many great men who have been and who are still builders in our lives. Can I take a moment to share with you some who've made a difference here at Bible Way? 1963, at the beginning of this ministry, there were four men that were part of the 13 original members. And I suggest to you that all four of them were faithful buildings. Deacon Raph King, the youngest of all, had just graduated from college, phenomenal athlete, someone that young people looked up to. He built character in young people such as myself, uh, people like Deacon Abbott Simmons and others. He was there to coach us in baseball. He was there as our youth leader to teach us how even if you have a speech impediment to get up on that stage and give God your best. Help me think the legacy of Deacon Ralph King Sr. These are the stones in Jordan that you need to know about. Deacon Frank English Jr. Not only was he a literal builder, he was a plumber. He was a plumber that every building outside of the more recent buildings such as this worship center and others, uh, all the plumbing was done by Deacon English. The first church built in 1967. Second church built in 1980. The, the, the now the dining hall built. He was the plumber 
who installed all of the plumbing material. So he was an inside builder. I'm going somewhere. And was also a founding member, chairman of the deacon ministry, led by example. Didn't talk about tithe without paying tithe. Then talk about supporting the pastor without him supporting the pastor. Help me celebrate the legacy of Deacon Frank English Jr. Elder William Lord Sr., a brick mason. Like Deacon Frank English, all the buildings outside the newer buildings uh, were constructed on the outside. Uh, by Elder Lord, who was Deacon Lord at the time. He was a master bricklayer, and in 1967, he and his crew built the original Memorial Chapel. He built the sanctuary. He built, now is the dining hall, was the youth center. He was a master builder, but he was also a worshiper. And I've got a message for all my brothers of high distinct who think that just because you attain a certain level can't clap your hands in church. You can't sing in church. Elder Lord built during the week and got up during Sunday morning and said, Shine. You remember that out on? I, I, I won't sing and hurt your feeling. <laughs> But he would lead praise and worship. And he would say, trouble in my way. I had to cry sometimes. See, builders can be worshipers. Are there any builders in the house who are still worshipers? I need all the worshipers to give God your best praise. And certainly last but not least, Andrew Charles Jackson, born in Taylor's right up the road, born with a speech impediment, overcame so much, left home at age 17 to join the racetrack. When he returned, his mother had died, dropped out of high school, Went back to get his GED, sit in Midlands Tech College, drove to Monticello Road to CIU, became the founding pastor of the Bible Way Church of Atlas Road. Listen to what the critics said. They said, how can you preach? You can't even talk. They said, what kind of jagged preacher y'all have? The oil truck driver, man man who was not ashamed to work all the way to Sunday morning service and get off the oil truck, take off his overalls, grab his Bible and say, thus says the Lord. We would not be where we are today if it had not been for the faithful builder of Bishop Andrew Charles Jackson. Everybody help me celebrate the legacy. Bishop Jackson, and even today, Deacon Lord Lumpkins, Deacon Merle Haywards, Deacon Albert Simmons, 
Dick William T. Mose and oh, I'm in trouble now, and all the names I haven't called. All of y'all are still building on that faithful foundation that God has given us. Senior Pastor Alva Lawson and others that God has empowered woo, to get us where we are today. I say to all of you on this Father's Day, thank you. Thank you. By the way, help me say to all the faithful builders, thank you. Listen, in our text reference, the book of Nehemiah is a great example of a group of faithful builders. Nehemiah was considered to have been one of the great leaders of what is known as the post-Babylonian restoration period, somewhere between 430 B.C. But the text tells us that Nehemiah had a desire to go back to Jerusalem and do something that needed to be done, build the walls. He was the cupbearer to the king of Persia, and the king saw that his spirit uh, was sad, and he asked, what troubled you? And he says, in my homeland of Jerusalem, the walls have been decimated. Walls are crushed. The walls are down. And although the people have returned, they have no protection because they have no walls. It's one thing to identify a problem. It's another thing to put your hands to the gospel plow and try to think. We've got a whole lot of people who know how to identify and analyze problems, but don't want to fix problems. <laughs> Nehemiah was someone who not only identified the problem, but he put his hands to the plow and said, sign me up to fix what I've identified that is wrong. He asked permission to go back to Jerusalem. He was granted permission by the king to return to Jerusalem. The Bible says that he traveled back to his homeland of Jerusalem. When he arrived in Jerusalem, his heart was broken because the walls were decimated. The people were depressed. They said, we have no protection. If our enemies want to destroy us, we have no gates. We have no walls. We have nothing. But God raised up a Nehemiah. How many of you are so glad that when there's a need, God will raise up a helper. God will raise up somebody who will do what God had called them to do. For the Bible says when he arrived, he rallied the citizens of Jerusalem. He knocked on doors and he says, help me build our walls. And verse number 18 of Nehemiah chapter 2 says, they began the good work. <laughs> they began the good work. Thank God for a man who not only talked about the good work, but in my 27 years of pastoring, I found a whole lot of people who were willing to put their hands to the plow and do a good work. I found them who were willing to roll up their sleeve and do a good work. Then I found some who can identify but don't work. I found those who can analyze but don't work. And God says, forget about the analysts. Forget about those who identify and find you some folk who will say, Lord, here am I. 
You, they may not be the strongest, the smartest, the wisest. They may not sing better than everybody else. They may not pray like everybody else, but they're willing to say, Hear my Lord, use me. I usher because nobody else do that. Right now, there's a need in this church for younger ushers. We'll talk about that in July. We've got people who've been ushering 25 and 30 years, and I see all you young people sitting there with all your ponytails and fingernails, and I see all of you with all your Gucci's and your Louis. but can you sacrifice one Sunday to stand around the wall and say, hear my Lord? Can you one Sunday, one Sunday, because the oldest usher's knees are hurting a little bit. They're getting a little tired. They say, Pastor, we need some help. And I say, don't worry, God will raise up some help. Because I just have to believe in my sanctified mind that there are a few young people in here that don't mind shedding their fancy ties and suits and hairdos and great outfits to say, hear my Lord, and said, I was glad when it said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. And I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord. We'll sign you up at the church. Y'all get a list at the table at the church. Nehemiah was one who put his hands to the plow and did the work. But with every good work, there will always be detractors, critics, and haters. Can I say that again? Don't you expect to do a good work for the Lord and everybody will pat you on the back. There will, you may not ever have an appreciation service. There will always be detractors, critics, and haters when you're doing something good. Chapter 4, verse 1, the book of Nehemiah, it says, and I quote, but it so happened when Sanballat, there is always a Sanballat for every Nehemiah. When Sanballat, a critic, a detractor, and a hater heard that we were building, rebuilding the wall, that he was furious and very indignant, and he began to mark the Jews. Verse 2 of chapter 4, Sambalit sarcastically asked the question, what are these feeble Jews trying to do? There will always be a Sanballat in your life. If you expect to work the work of the Lord and nobody gets on your nerve, then you are in the wrong profession. If you think everybody's going to sing your praise, then you are in the wrong profession. Every good work, there's a hater. Let me say that again. For every good, in fact, you ought to, I would worry if I had no haters. I would worry if I had no critics or no detractors. Your haters, your detractors, your haters just means that I'm doing a good work for the Lord. It means that I will keep doing what somebody ought to celebrate that I'm doing what the Lord has called me to do. And I don't care what you think of me, but you will not stop me from doing what God has called me to do. Look at, listen, another detractor, critic, and hater 
was a man by the name of Tobiah the Amorite. For he said in verse 3, listen to what this smart Alex said. Listen to what this man said, who talked the talk but won't walk the walk. In, in fact, they had so much to say, and they were living there when Nehemiah arrived. So they saw this on a daily basis and did nothing. Here's what Tobiah said in verse number three. He says, whatever they build, if even a fox goes up on it, he will break it down. In other words, it will not last. Ooh, how many of you, I feel like preaching. But I told the Lord I'll take my time on this message. Is there anybody in the house who got saved and said, I'm going to do a good work for the Lord, and somebody said, it will not last? Is there anybody under the sound of my voice that says, I'm going to do what the Lord said I'm going to do, and your haters, your critics, your detractors said you will not last. Anybody that say, oh, he won't be saved a month. He won't last three months. He won't last three weeks. But look back over your life, and you're still here doing what God has called you. You aren't perfect, but you're faithful. Any faithful folk, anyone want to give God a praise and say, Lord, I just want to be faithful. Listen. Send ballot, Tobias. Gretchen, the other critic, criticized Nehemiah. But look at their response. Whew. Look at the response of the faithful builders. Verse 6 of the text, here it is. This should be our response. Look at what he says. So we built the wall. I told the church this morning at 8, I underline at the Conwell the word we. Because God told me there, there are too many people hogging the spotlight. Too many Donald Trumps in the pulpit. Look at my generous. <laughs> Look at my African-American. Y'all, he did say that. Now, I'm not making this up. Donald Trump said, Look at me. Look at me. Look at mine. Too many people take credit for what God has blessed you and other people to do. Amen. If they share the work, you ought to share the limelight. Nobody ought to say, my ministry. Nobody ought to say, look what I'm doing. It is all of us doing it together. For Nehemiah said, so we built the walls, Deacon Lumpkin. Bishop Jackson used to say, until he died, this is what we did together. Any minister, any young preacher, any young evangelist, any young missionary that is selfish, shouldn't be a leader because you can't lead people that you selfishly think you're better than. We built the walls. Look at what they said. And the entire wall was joined together up to half its height and the people had a mind to work. Three key insights and we're gone three key insights and we're done that I need you to put in your life. Take a picture of each one of these. Remember each one of these because each one of us will meet our Sanballas and our Tobias. Each one of us will have our detractors, our critics, and our haters. But there are three things 
three, three ways they responded that we ought to respond. Number one is this. They ignored their detractors, their critics, and their haters. Talk about me as much as you please. But the more you talk, I'm going to bend my knees. Some folk you ought to ignore. I had a newspaper reporter ask me last week to criticize something that somebody said, and I said, they are not that important for me to waste my breath to talk about something that I've already decided to ignore. You've got to ignore the critics and the haters. You've got to ignore the detractors. How many of you know how to just turn your back and kick the dust off your feet and keep doing what God has don't allow them to occupy space in your mind don't subject your praise to their attitudes anybody know how to praise God anyhow anybody know how to take the critics and give God your best praise come in praising God from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same God is worthy. You've got 20 seconds to give God your best friend. Ignore them. Here's what I tell people. Don't come to me telling me what anybody said about me. Y'all, y'all, if anybody talk about your pastor, say he doesn't want to hear it. Not only do I not want to hear them, I don't want to hear your foolishness and bringing it to me, okay? Uh, because I want us to ignore it together. They don't matter, and you shouldn't worry about what they're passing, but I just want to let you know you ought to be careful because they're out there dogging your name. Well, they crucified Jesus, and he saved them. What do you expect them to do for you? Ignore them and keep doing what the Lord has called you to do. For I will bless the Lord at all times. I will never subject my praise to the foolishness of critics and haters. Anybody know how to praise God anyhow? Anyone know how to praise God anyhow? Anyone know how to praise God and give God your best praise despite what they said about you? Second key insight, Nehemiah and these faithful builders did that we should take note of. They were determined to do what God had called them to do, rebuild the wall. In other words, they did not allow, please don't miss this one. I should have put this on the inside. They did not allow their enemies to sidetrack their assignment. Preach, Pastor Jackson. There is an assignment on your life. And if you allow the enemy uh, to sidetrack your assignment, then the enemy wins. God called Nehemiah and the builders to rebuild the wall, and that's what he did. He also understood what he had been called to do. He wasn't called to be Ezra the priest. He wasn't called to be Joshua the high priest. He wasn't called to be Zerubbabel the leader. He was called to be a builder. You've got to be satisfied 
satisfied with who God has called you to be and what God has called you to do. God didn't call me to be any other place than Atlas Road. God doesn't want me to be like anybody else than Darrell Jackson. My goal is to be the best Darrell Jackson. My goal is to do what God has called, preach like God told Darrell to preach, act like God told Darrell to act. You need to be the best you you can be. Look at somebody and say, you do you, I'll do me. Do what God called you to do. You can't be like everybody else. Do you? Bible way, Church of Atlas Road can't mimic what every other ministry does. You got some churches follow the flavor of the month. Flavors change. <laughs> Woo! But the provider remains the same. All I know what to do is what God told me. I told the church this month, you be you. Act like you want to act. Wear what you want to wear to church. I don't pass a what shall we wear. Whatever you are comfortable. Whatever your Holy Ghost allows you to wear. Now if you don't have the Holy Ghost, get the Holy Ghost before you pick your outfit. Because it... Woo! Because look at somebody. Say the Holy Ghost matters. Do what God called you to do. Be the minister God called you. Be the man of God God called you. Be the deacon God called you. Be the father God called you. I learned a long time ago, I can't be Bishop A.C. Jackson. There was only Bishop A.C. Jackson. I just want to be Daryl Jackson Sr. That's all I want to be. And what God has for me, it is for me. Anybody help me celebrate. Give God a hand of praise. Tell somebody, do you. Do you. Do you. Do what God has called. Do what God has. And here's the third and the final insight as you rest upon your feet. Ooh, I feel like preaching, but I've been preaching long enough to know that on Father's Day, we got to get up out of here, but I feel that anointing. Here's the third and the final insight. Look at your neighbor Ooh. and say, neighbor, despite the Sambalans, the Tobias, Despite the detractors, the critics, and the haters, despite the naysayers, despite all the folk who said you'll never amount to anything, can I preach? Should I preach? Despite them saying, it's all over. You won't ever do anything. Say, neighbor, keep working. Keep working. Wave at somebody. Say, keep working. Keep stepping. Keep moving. Keep working. When the devil gets on your back, keep working. When the demons try to turn you around, keep working, keep 
working. Keep working. Leave your seat. Wave at somebody. Say, neighbor, I've made up my mind. Come hell or high water. I'm going to keep working. I'm going to keep working. I shall not be moved. Shall not be moved like a tree planted by the rivers. Keep working. Keep working. Keep working. Go touch three people. Say, keep working. Keep working. Keep working. Keep working. I feel like preaching. I know it gets hard, but keep working. Anybody made up your mind? Woo! Listen, as we stand to our feet, woo! For the people had a mind to work. Woo! Ace and Madison, you have a great example in your dad. But you can't be the best Deacon Lumpkin. You got to be the best Madison and Lord Lumpkin Jr. Whew. DJ and Antoine, you can't be Daryl Jackson. You've got to be the best DJ and the best Antoine. Avalos and Jr. can't be Alva Sr. He's got to be the best, Alva Lawson Jr. What are you saying, Pastor Jackson? We've got to be what God has called us. Ooh. And here's how God told me to end this message. The final point is this. It is important for us to realize because I know under the sound of my voice, someone is saying, but Pastor Jackson, I, I never had an A.C. Jackson as a role model. I didn't have a father like William Lloyd. I didn't have a father like Frank English Jr., Ralph King. I, I, didn't, I didn't have Deacon Lloyd Lumpkin as my daddy. Ooh, I'm here to tell you that the ultimate faith builder was not Bishop Jackson. Ooh, ooh, I wish y'all would give me just five more minutes to preach this. The ultimate faith builder was not Elder Lloyd. The ultimate faith builder was not Deacon English, Deacon King. The ultimate faith builder is not the faithful, dedicated Deacon Merle Haywood, who's taught so many wonderful deacons. The ultimate faith builder is God himself. So don't you let the enemy tell you you didn't have a good father figure. Tell the devil that's a lie. That's a lie. Because here's what Paul says in Romans 8.15. And we cry out, Abba, Father. That's my father. How many of you know that God is your faith builder? Anyone know that God is my faith builder? You are where you are now because God is your faith builder. Your family can be strong because God is your faith builder. To every young man who wish you had a better daddy. 
God is your faith builder. God is your faithful faith builder. And what God builds, no man can destroy. Somebody ought to clap those hands and give God a praise. God is. Meet me at this altar. Leave your seat. God is my faithful builder. God is my faithful builder. God, God is building something great in your life. God is building something, young man, powerful. Thank you, musicians. Come on, somebody. God to build something in your life. You need God to build something in your life. Meet me at this altar. Come on, come on, come on. Lord, I need you to build something with my family. Build something in my career. Come on, come on. Somebody throw your hands up. Say, build it, Lord. Build it, Lord. Build it. Build it. Build it with my life. Let me be the next speaker of this. Let me do what God has called me to do. Build it. Great young man. an excuse if I had a young man tell me a couple years ago and I was telling him why are you so angry why are you so hostile and he looked at me and he said everybody didn't have a Bishop Jackson to guide them and God dropped this word in my spirit several years ago and we cry out, Abba, Father. I said to this young man, you have someone greater than Bishop Jackson. Ooh, you have Jehovah Jireh, God your provider. And listen to what Paul writes as we conclude. Because God is doing something in your life. God will complete that which he began. Whew. Philippians 1 and 6, as we put it on the screen, Paul writes, and I am certain that God, whew, I need y'all to help me preach this. Look at someone standing to you and say, I am certain that God who began a good work within you will continue until the work is finally finished. <laughs> you don't have to have a Bishop Jackson. You've got God 
who has began a good work. Anybody know that God has began a good work? Because God is our ultimate faithful builder. Lift those hands all over this place. I feel the anointing. And I know, I know sometimes Father's Days are difficult because so many people wish they had better examples. But you can't use that as an excuse when God says, I've been your father through thick and thin. I've been there with you, carrying you every step of the way. And because I began a good work, I will finish it. I will do what I've set out to do. Brian Courtney Wilson wrote this powerful song that we've chosen for the altar song. It simply says a great work. Listen to the lyrics of just a few of the lyrics. Sometimes there are obstacles in the road that can leave you feeling low. And you don't know how to move forward. (laughs) That's right, baby, cry. Let it out, let it out. And sometimes there are turns you want to take, but the way gets hard to trace. I love this song. Now you're wondering how did you get here, but don't you give up until you see how God is ordering your steps so that you can walk into your season. Brian Courtney Wilson wrote, He that begun a great work in you is faithful to perform it. God is faithful to perform it. Okay, someone said, don't you ever give up. God is going to complete the work he has begun in you. Our very own minister, Cedric McFadden, all the way from Greenville, South Carolina, <laughs> has come to bless us with this powerful song. Come on right now, yeah. Obstacles in the road Sing, Cedric, yeah. that can leave you feeling low, Ooh. and you don't know how to move forward. And sometimes, sometimes. there are turns you want to take, Ooh. but the way gets hard to trace. Now you're wondering, how did you get here? But don't you give up <laughs> until you see. How God is ordering your steps so you can walk into your season. He that has begun a great work in you is faithful to perform it. God is faithful to perform it. Oh, he that has begun 
devil is a liar God won't walk off the job and leave the job undone the devil is a liar God will never start a project that he will not finish I'm here to declare and decree that God is doing something great in you we've had faithful builders I've named several of them, but the ultimate faithful builder is God himself. Ooh. God can do what Bishop Jackson could not do. Ooh. God can do what others could not do. Close those eyes, if you will. Ooh. And if you're here today, in order for God to do a great work in you please do not miss this you need to open your heart and let him in Ooh. Ooh. great work come on tell him you need to open your heart Ooh. you need to let him in let him in God's calling somebody now right now listen Some of you listen to this. You've been under the anointing of God for the last several weeks. You felt the presence of God. You've heard the voice of God. Say, let me in. Just let me in. I don't need you to be perfect. I just need you to be obedient. 
none of us are perfect. All these faithful builders I named, they all had their shortcomings. They all had their faults. But God still used them, and God will use you. To the young people under the sound of my voice, you are the next Nehemiahs. You are the next generation of those that God's going to use to do a great work. But you have to let him in. And if you've not yet committed your life to the Lord, after this prayer, if you would just say, here, my Lord, remain at the altar, raise your hands. If, if you are looking for a church covering, here's why church coverings matter. Because the straggler sheep gets devoured by the wolf. Ooh, you need somebody to pray for your family, to pray over your soul. You need somebody to touch and agree with you and say, we stand firm. You need to be the example to every father in here that's not affiliated with anything other than who you are. You need to be an example for your family and say, we commit today. We commit to God. It's not about church membership. It's not about on the road. It's about kingdom citizenship. Close those eyes, if you will. Lord, we thank you. We bless you. Thank you for the people had a mind to work. Nehemiah said, and we built the walls. Paul says, for he that had began a good work within you will continue his work until it is finally finished. Finish it, Lord. Build on this foundation. There's some young men out there who are signing up. They say, use me, Lord. Let me be an example so that others may see my good work and glorify you. And we say, thank you, Lord. Thank you in advance for what you've already declared and decreed shall be done. It's in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And somebody said, amen. Amen. God is doing, if you want to make that commitment, come on, if you want to make, I'll wait on you. Come on, you want to make that commitment.
God a hand of praise for those souls. At 8 o'clock, another family gave their life to the Lord. Look what God is doing today. As you stand to your feet for the benediction, just remember that there is a faithful builder who wants to build something on your foundation. And God would do something that eye has not seen or ear heard. Thank you for being here today. Join us next Sunday, a special Sunday, Men's Day at Bible Way. Every man in the house. You've been listening to the worship service of the Bible Way Church of Atlas Road, where Daryl Jackson is our pastor. Our worship services are open to all at 2440 Atlas Road in Columbia, South Carolina, just off Interstate 77 between Shop and Bluff Road. We will continue to air our services here on the radio. We are also streaming live on our website at bwcar.org, on Facebook at Bible Way Church of Atlas Road, and now on YouTube. Our streaming services are available live on Sundays at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. and on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. If you missed any of our services or want to watch them again, you can get them on demand on all of our social media channels. We invite you to stay in spiritual fellowship with us. To place your order for a CD or DVD of today's sermon titled Faithful Builders, please call us at 803-776-1238. Reference sermon number 061823. Again, that telephone number is 803-776-1238. Sermon number 061823. The Couples Ministry will present part two of 100 Ways to Love Your Spouse virtual seminar Wednesday, June 28th at 7 p.m. For Zoom link registration, please sign up online at bwcar.org. We praise God for the testimonies of those who have received Christ and now have a deeper relationship with God as a result of this ministry. To sow a financial seed into this ministry, you can give online by clicking the link on our website at bwcar.org or you can give right from your mobile phone by texting BWCAR and your giving amount to the number 73256. You can also mail your gift to Bible Way Church of Atlas Road, Post Office Box 90309, Columbia, South Carolina, 29290. Please do not mail cash. Financial donations are being accepted at the church on Tuesdays from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. We thank you for your continued support of this ministry. At Bible Way, our mission is to know God to love and to serve.